Hi, everyone. So today I'm talking to Dana Stern, who is the VP of Talent Relations and Casting at Refinery29. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Taylor. First, kind of like, what exactly does your job entail? Um, well, essentially, um, my role and responsibility at Refinery is to um, connect the right talent with the right program. So if we are doing um, a story on um, fashion, you know, we, we get very, we get very um, deep into like what the nuances of the story. So say we're talking about, you know, sustainable fashion. It's my role to sort of like, it's almost like casting in a sense, okay. except I'm casting celebrities or influencers or content creators, right? Into, to, to fit them into what it is that the editor wants. So, you know, it's my job to sort of suggest talent that I think would be good to interview uh, for the piece. Um, and there's a lot of factors that go into that because Refining29 is a website, right? And it used to be that people would go to refinery.com and they would like read the articles. But now people aren't really going to refinery29.com. They're really consuming their information through social media. So, you know, it's sort of like, how do we take the information that we would have normally put on the site, which we still put on the site, but how do we take that information and like, put it into a capsule that's like digestible in a social media format so that the audience is getting the information that we want them to get in a different way. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. So, you know, I kind of know a little bit about like your job journey, but really just like, how did you get to where you are today? Uh, I would say um, it goes back to sort of my my growing up mm-hmm. and uh, my mom was in the entertainment industry and um, I used to go with her like to events and I would go to TV sets and stuff with her and it was just a feeling, you know, it was just a feeling that you get like, oh, this feels right to me. And once I had that bug, I just... I like just went, you know, I, I, it wasn't even a question. Like I knew when I went to college, what I wanted to major in. Um, Originally I thought that I wanted to be like a reporter. Um, So I majored in broadcast journalism. Mm -hmm. And um, once I got through that program, I was like, Ooh, I don't really think I want to be a reporter. That doesn't, it doesn't, wasn't like connecting for me, but I knew, I still knew that I wanted to be in entertainment somewhere. And so, um, at the time I set out to do internships and at the time all internships were unpaid and, and you basically were just, you know, slave labor and um, they would hire you to go get coffee and, you know, clean up actors trailers. I mean, I was taking out garbage and mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, it was like really truly like slave labor. Um, but I took the opportunity to pay attention to what was going on in the production. Wherever I was working, I did um, I did an internship 
um, on an after school special, which they don't even make anymore, but it's basically like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did an internship um, at Nickelodeon. That was like, that was the one that really like sealed the deal for me because I did an internship in the casting department at Nickelodeon. And during that summer was when I realized what felt right to me. Like it felt like a, like a supernatural fit. I enjoyed sitting in on casting sessions and watching actors, you know, read the lines and knowing what the character was supposed to be. It was like an automatic, like that person's right for it. That person's not right for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then dealing with them just, you know, like when I would take them from the lobby to the casting room and talking to them, I just realized it was just something that came naturally to me. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, I really want to pursue that. Yeah, for sure. What, so kind of like, what is it like working with celebrities? Is it always fun? Is it not always fun? <laughs> um, I would say, you know, one of the things about working with celebrities is like, you have to have a specific gene um, within, within yourself, right? Because working with celebrities, I always say, to people when they ask me what I do, I say, I'm a very highly paid celebrity babysitter <laughs> um, that also does some strategy. But, you know, the, um, you know, dealing with, with celebrities is, um, there's a lot of egos involved um, because, uh, you know, when you're an actor or an actress, there's a certain level of like narcissism that I think you have to have, you know, to be able to like embody another person's personality. Um, and you know, it's like, you like to see yourself on camera. You like, you know, it, there, there's so many things that are, that go into it, um, that you need to be able to play into what they need in order to get what I need mm-hmm. from, from them. Right. So, I mean, I can give you a million examples of, um, you know, things that I've had to do to make, the celebrity feel comfortable enough to go out on set and like shoot the cover of a magazine. Right. It's like, you know, you have to sort of think about like, what's going to make them the most comfortable. Like if there's clothes that we want them to wear, because we think that that's, you know, that looks like, for instance, when I worked at Cosmo and I was responsible for the covers of Cosmo, um, there were, there were certain clothes that, the stylist would pull and bring to set because they felt very Cosmo. And when the celebrity would show up, if the celebrity didn't like the clothes, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't feel good in them. Right. So they would put them on because we asked them to, and then they would, you could tell like if they were comfortable in something or not, because if they're comfortable, you know, it's like you feel yourself. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, you know, you think about your, your own personality, right? When you go and you put clothes on, like you want to feel good in your clothes because then you feel good outwardly. So if you try to put a celebrity into an outfit where they don't feel comfortable, then you're not going to get the picture you want. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. It's like a, it's yeah, yeah. a weird psychology. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about your industry? I would say my favorite thing is, um, is the people, you know, meeting the different people that I get to meet because there's so many different personalities and, you know, you can, you can live your life with blinders on and, um, 
you know, just think everything's in your own world, or you can sort of open up and you can see like, not everybody thinks the way that you think, right? Everybody's different. Everybody's created in a different way. Everyone has a different set of DNA. You can find yourself like similarities with people, right? You know, like that's why you have friends, right? Because your friends are similar to you. Um, But the way that I feel like you grow is by being open to hearing about other people's points of view and being open to hearing those and saying, okay, well, maybe I need to take that into account. I didn't think about that. Um, so for me, that's really, you know, I, I'm like a, I'm sort of like a amateur psychologist. So mm-hmm. for me, I get off on, you know, meeting different kinds of people and hearing different, you know, different people's points of view and, you know, why they see things the way that they do and why, why do I see things the way I do? It's sort of a challenge on a daily basis for me. And so I would say that that's my favorite part is like hearing different people's creative visions, hearing people's point of view. Um, and also like, I get to meet so many kinds of people. I also get to meet people from other countries Um, and that's really interesting because you realize, you know, you, we live in this country and like, we're so American centric that we don't really think about like what's going on in the rest of the world. But once you bring somebody from another culture into your space, you realize that like, they don't see things necessarily the way that we see things in America. So that to me is like, I just get off on that. Yeah, for sure. Cause I feel like there aren't like so 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 many industries where you could say the same like I think that industry is kind of unique that it's like super social and you're meeting new people and that's really cool yeah exactly I mean that's that's exactly it it's sort of like you're you're socializing all day long yeah which to be fair can be totally exhausting (laughs) right I mean I mean it's happened to me a million times like I'm I'm at work and the job is so super social and, you know, you're always like on, you know, you're always on, 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 on. And then, you know, you come home and you have nothing left to give, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just like, I mean, that's how I am. I'm very much like, I focus down on what I need to do between the hours of like nine and six or whatever it is. And six o'clock comes and listen, the entertainment industry doesn't stop at six o'clock. So don't get me wrong. I don't like shut down at six o'clock, but if I can, I would. And I just have to sort of like, let it all go because uh-huh. I need to like, not talk to anybody, not see anybody. I need to just almost, it's almost like I need to like meditate or something. Like I need to recenter yeah. myself because I've been like, you know, neurons have been firing for hours and hours and hours and I need a break. Some people don't. And there's so many people in my industry that are like those people who, you know, they only need five hours of sleep and they just go, 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 go. I am not like that at all. Mm -hmm. Like I need my downtime. I need my alone time, um, to sort of recenter so that I can then give everything that I have to my job and to the people that I'm working with. So do you think that kind of like social chaotic aspect is also your least favorite thing, part of your industry? Yes and no, because I don't know what else I would do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was saying this to you this before. It's like it, when you know, you know, right? Yeah. So it's like I, I can't imagine doing anything else. Yes, do I get exhausted from the social aspect and from the talking and the being on and all that kind of stuff? 
totally. I get exhausted from it, but I really can't see anything else where I would get the satisfaction and fulfillment from what I do for my job as what I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that you just, in general, you know, like when you're in your position where you're get, you know, you're graduating from college and you sort of like have an idea of what you like, but you're not really sure like how to focus down on that. It's sort of like, you just have to, you have to just go with it, you know, like just focus on entertainment companies. If that's what you're interested in, you know, you're in, you lo- you know, you like entertainment, right? So just focus on entertainment companies. Don't look for jobs at like Pricewaterhouse or, you know, Bear Stearns or any of these like finance companies. Don't, don't look for jobs in that arena. Look for entertainment companies and see what's around and what's available. And my, my suggestion is always just take an assistant job wherever mm-hmm. you can in your field. So in entertainment, Find a job where you can be an assistant, whether it's in talent, marketing, communication, sales, you know, digital, whatever it is, take the assistant job, do the best job you can at that job, because if you do the best job you can, you'll get recognized for being a really good worker, a really good employee, while you're also paying attention to what else is going on in the company, you can explore those avenues while you're working at what you're doing. Yeah. If it makes sense. That like I got out of college. I took, I, I took a job working for, um, working at Nickelodeon and it was an assistant to the senior vice president of programming. I had no idea what programming was. I didn't know anything about it. I just knew that I really wanted to work at Nickelodeon. I love the idea of like entertainment. I love kids. I loved the idea of entertaining kids. So I was like, whatever I can do to get into Nickelodeon, that's what I'm going to do. And the way it shook out for me was it ended up that that guy ended up ultimately becoming the president of Nickelodeon and took me along for the ride because I was a really good assistant and he took me along for the ride. And while I was his assistant, because he was the president, I was able to have access to every single department that ran the company from creative to business and um, to philanthropic. I mean, to every, I mean, everything, development, talent, all of it. And I sort of got a feeling of what I was most interested in. And then I went from there. Yeah, that's definitely like super, super good advice. Cause I'm, I totally feel like I'm in this position of like, okay, I, I have my major, I have my interests and it's like, where do I go from there? So I guess I just, I have to pick something. I have to go with it and try, try and, you know, get a position as an assistant. I think that would be really fun. I always tell my friends, I think it would be fun to be an assistant. (laughs) It is, you know, I mean, listen, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to, you know, being an assistant means like you're assisting in whatever that, whatever that person needs. Right. Mm -hmm. So whether it's scheduling their meetings or, you know, um, scheduling like lunch meetings for them or travel, you know, you have to get really good. I got really good at, you know, working with the, um, internal travel, um, travel department at Viacom. Viacom owns Nickelodeon. They have like an internal travel agency. Um, I got really 
tight with them because I needed to schedule flights, cars, hotels, all of that kind of stuff. I needed to be able to make an itinerary for my boss so that he knew where he had to be when. And I had to make sure that like the car was picking him up from his house at the right time to take him to the airport to make sure that he had his boarding passes and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's minutia. All the little minutia is what adds up to the job. And um, I think you just have to be sort of willing to do anything. You have to just do anything, even if it feels like you don't want to do it (laughs) because there's always something that you're going to learn from what it is that you're doing. Definitely Even if it's not like, you know, the most glamorous, like, you know, booking airline tickets, it's not glamorous by any means, but then you get the opportunity to like go to an event with your boss. Right. So you're yeah. like, like, I don't know, he was going to the video music awards and he was like, you want to come? And I said, yeah, I want to come. <laughs> you're and like, so, yes. yeah, so of course I want to come. So you know, it's like, you, it's a trade-off, you know, like hopefully yeah. you get to have some of those um, fringe benefits of, um, you know, being a slave. Absolutely. So thank you so much for talking to me today. This was so super helpful. I mean, your job sounds awesome. You're amazing. Like, thank you so much. Of course. Anything for you, Taylor. I know you're going to, I know you're going to do really, really well. You're such a good kid and you have a really good head on your shoulders. 